Welcome to Eagle Nation. Don't forget to join us on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter so you never miss an episode. Well, the draft is finally over for another year. The Eagles picked up the prize recruit in Harley Reid with the number one pick and three other future guns. But before we get into that, I'm going to welcome my co-hosts in Dan and Wayne. How are you going, boys? Very good, thanks. Yeah, very good to be here. Uh, uh, let's thank uh, Tommy at Plus Fitness, Subiaco Hillary's and June Lup for being a sponsor. Go to Linktree where you can get all our socials and any of the episodes from there. Guys, we're going to talk about the draft, but let's talk about how compromised it is first. I know it's uh, off, off air we've been talking about it. Um, they've got to do something about the uh, academy picks. Um, and I know it's probably a one-off with the Giants getting four picks, but there was father-sons chucked in there. You can't have 29 picks in the first round of football. It's a joke. Um, and I think it was Gillen McLaughlin who said, you know, there's always compromise or here and there. Well, you can get rid of it. Mm. You know what I mean? Um Use live trading, whatever, but there's got to be something around it. If you're going to get a um, conversation pick for a free agency, make it at the back end of the second round. Doesn't matter how much who it is, it's a second end of the second round pick. That that takes out the compromise a bit. You know what I mean? Uh, there's got to be ways around it. Uh, I know you're really passionate about this being changed, Dan. So, what do you reckon? Oh well. <clears throat> Draft as a whole, I had very conflicted feelings. Getting Reed, I was so happy in that. But having pick 19 and that going all the way to pick 30, that is disgusting. You cannot have a club getting four academy players in the first bloody round and us not allowed to get one until pick 40. The father-son, I've never been an advocate against it. Like, I get the passion and um, the nostalgia and the heritage of it. But realistically, I think that needs to even go as well because I was talking to Wayne and yourself about this off year. Yeah, statistically, you only have to pay 100 games. There's going to there's more clubs than ever before. There's 18 clubs. There's soon going to be 19 clubs. Technically, you could make father-son, like be eligible for it, after four years if your team plays finals and you play enough games. I think the number of father-sons is actually going to go up. I think eventually it's not going to be a problem for now or next year or 10 years from now. But eventually there'll be a a tipping point where there's too many of them. And it shapes the entire competition. So Gil McLaughlin's sitting there, and I saw that interview you're talking about, saying, oh, well, the draft's always been compromised, and that he was defending giving the picks to the ruse. Well, you're in charge of it. If you feel it's it's that way, fix it. It's your job to fix it. And he talked about the father-sons going to Geelong and how they benefited from it. And to be honest, that is absolutely correct. So if you've got rules that allow you to get these players that shapes the entire competition and wins you premierships, that's not on. Gold Coast won't have it. Uh, Eagles and Dockers, we've had to get special rules to get waffle players because of father-sons. And don't get me started about the ruse. If you've got three first-round picks, Laura Kane, an uh, ex-strategist for the ruse, coming in and now working in the CRO and deciding they need an extra three first-round picks... Is bloody ridiculous. You kind of have four academy players to Gold Coast, five first-round picks to Ruse. It's disgusting. And as you can hear, I'm fuming and I'm ranting. So I think I'll stop now, but I think I've made my feelings perfectly clear on that draft. <laughs> what do you reckon, Wayne? Oh, you guys have said it all. Like we're all saying. <laughs> I, mean, I, I find it hard that we 
we couldn't bid for Collard and Frio, which we don't like, but they couldn't bid for their guy. Uh, uh, the, yeah, Mitch Edwards. M- Mitch yeah. Edwards. Uh, Hawthorne. Uh, uh, yeah. I think uh, Adelaide had one that they yeah. couldn't bid um, on as well. Yeah, we had to wait. You said Pies too might yeah, have Pies, had one. Unless, ours, five, went, unless ours went over pick 40. I mean, that's bullshit. I mean, you know, we, yeah. we should have been able to say to – I, at, I think there's twenty-eight an, and say uh, we'll take Collard. I think there's enough noise there from the clubs this morning that that will be certainly changed. Um, we've had a few things off air where you just get one person and bid on them, uh, but we'll go into that in the next uh, episode. Um, yeah, look, at the end of the day, my, my thing with the coverage is, I know it's over two days, and then you got the third day today where you picked up a couple more players in rookie draft. You know, have it over two days. But don't disrespect day two. No. Did, uh, on uh, day one, you had 15 people go there. You got 30 picks, so invite 30 people. Yeah. You know, or invite 40 people. Um, or invite every, you know, invite 100 people that you think, you know he's going to go on the 100 spots. There's always going to be the one that sneaks in or doesn't. And over two nights, the NFL do it brilliantly. It's done over two nights and everyone's there. It's a great spectacle. The second night... It's guys on Zoom. We, we, we've come a long way to get off fucking Zoom. Yeah. Um, and then today um, it's listening to two guys on an app say who the club's picks. Mm. You know, so to me, don't disrespect the people after round one. And get Laura Cullen. You know, you can make Tell money her. out of oh it. Oh, my God. My God, you, you like – Tinfoil hat moment was her. You, when she walked on the second night, I cringed because she's the one responsible – for the ruse getting those compo picks, she was a good cog in that machine for them getting that. When she walked on the second round yeah. to call out second round, I literally cringed watching that TV because I loved having a woman in the role, but it's she's the face of corruption in the AFL in my and She just You just said it boring. My wife was sitting down. She didn't really want to watch it. I had to watch it on TV, so she had to watch it. She goes, this lady is very boring. Yeah. And I said, well, that's the new uh, GM of football and she goes, oh, oh, well, very boring for a president. And, yeah, it, to me, just, I don't know, there's so much that can be done with the aesthetics and theatrics of the draft. You've come so far. It's a bit – everyone's into it now. Five years ago, people didn't give a shit, no. but everyone's a, a draft or a recruiter, everyone, including us, and our opinions are just opinions, um, just like everyone else's. So, but you've got to make a better spectacle of it and – you know, it was good for that Phoenix Goddard who was there as a guest and he got drafted. But that was the best part of the night because he was unexpected and that was brilliant watching that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, get everyone there so they're all unexpected. And, you know, it's – look, you got to just go back to Devin Robinson freaking two, three years ago when, you know, he was going to go and he didn't get picked on the first night, you know. So I don't know. you got to do something different. Let's get into the draft. As you said, Dan, we had picked. 19, we had 1, 19, 35, 38, 54, 57. That was straight after the season. We used a couple of those picks in, in a trade. So now, now my um, computer just went off. Uh, went up with the start of the night, 1, 23, 37, 43, 57. And we ended up with 1, 30, 38, 49 and 61. So... That's what happens when you've got trades and live trades and um, of picks and stuff like that. But as we said, we're not going to go over it again. Just Pick a one to 30. Bit of a side note the thing that really frustrated me was our second, second round pick was from Port. That was for Rioli. 
Mm. So if you looked at that trade now, and I know he didn't have a great year, but at the time he had a lot of promise. We got pick 40 for Rioli technically because of all the compo picks, uh, the handouts, the academy players. Yeah. Suddenly it pushed our pick for a trade for a player out to 40. That's ridiculous. Yeah. That's amazing, isn't it? All right. With those four picks, well, we'll actually we'll talk about – who we picked, see if you've been living under a rock. At pick one we picked, uh, I'll just say the names and then we'll talk about it individually. So pick one we took Carly Reed. Pick 30 we took Archer Reed. Yeah, two Reeds and we had one we had to go to. Um, 38, Clay Hoare. 49, Harvey Johnston. Um, then we passed on 61. We took a guy, what was his name today in the rookie Co- draft? Cohen Livingston. No, so Cat- Cohen Livingston was the uh, Cat B um, pick, so we'll talk about that a bit longer, uh, a bit further. And the other guy was, uh, what's his name, Lawson, uh, Locke Rawlinson from South Australia with our first uh, pick in the rookie draft. So, well, let's talk about the much hype uh, Harley Reid. We don't really have to do talk too much about it, but it's good to see that he's uh, finally an eagle and it was great to, great fit. I love his socks <laughs> the next day, uh, the way he looked. He slept in his jumper. A lot of them did that apparently. Um, he took the number nine. He, he wanted that. He said that six weeks ago on Tim Gossage and Scott Cummins' show. He goes, yeah, number nine would look good on me. And since I think they, they made the mind up then. Oh, I've had you know. You guys know what I've been like. I've, I've had him since I first saw him two years ago. Yep. In the national carnival, and I thought this kid, watch him play on a halfback flank in the first half and get sixteen possessions. Then they swung him into the forward line uh, for Vic uh, Vic Country against Vic Metro, and they were you know five goals down, and single handedly he got him back into that game. I thought this kid has just got it. I ended up texting the mate who's involved, obviously in the area. So surely you got to look at this kid. He's just he's the best I'd seen, and I'd, I'd like Watson as well at that time. But I thought, and then I just kept watching him. I thought we just got to get this kid. I mean, you know, if we didn't get number one, you know, we obviously we wouldn't have got him. But I had him picked number one two years ago you know, as a lower age player. I didn't. I could not see anyone in in there coming in McKercher or anyone. I still think he's twice as good as any other the kid in that top ten. Wait, I, I remember. It was about a year and a half ago during the under-18s when he was um, played above his weight, you know, as a 17-year-old. I remember you actually putting him on my my radar. Mm. You're like, you've got to watch this kid, Dan. And I was amazed. And that's why our first podcast this year, you and I, without hesitation, said our number one pick. Mm. If we had it, this we would pick yeah. Reed. And I remember at the time it was like a, um, a dream, you know. We talked about it. But you and I were like, we're not going to get him. You know, he's no. too good, we won't get him. So now, fast forward, the reward for such a horrible year. And this is where I said I had conflicted feelings with the draft because what an amazing achievement. Because mm. you and I just accepted that we wouldn't get him because he was that talented. Yeah. Um, and I know it's not great finishing bottom of the ladder, but when you get a kid like him, and the thing I really loved about it was how happy he was to actually get yeah. picked. You exactly. Could see, and the Eagles jumpers came out from everywhere. You looked in the background, all his mates had Eagles jumpers. Yes. So yeah, they, the they, always the, they, they always toe the line, don't they? Yeah. Nah, I didn't know. Nah, no yeah. conversations. He, but you can't believe it because I remember nah. when Marrick got picked. Susie got picked, his mum unzipped her jumper, she had the Eagles jersey on. This one, suddenly all his mates are in Eagles jerseys, all of them. So the story was there, 
the club took extras. Did they? And he, he didn't know. And when he come back in, he saw one of his mates with an Eagles jumper on. Oh, I love that. And yeah. he said, what happened? Yeah. He goes, the club had gone to his mates and given them more jumpers. Yeah. And merchandise. So good on the Eagles yeah. uh, uh, management there for doing that. Uh, look, 185 centimetres, 87 kilos uh, from Tongala, uh, Benigo Pioneer, Vic Country. He's done it. He's played for 16 teams this week, uh, year. Um, it was a slow burn for me. Uh, I knew he was good, but I just didn't want to admit he was number one. Yeah. And maybe it was more that because I didn't think we were going to keep pick one and I didn't want to accept the fact. But oh, I'm so bloody glad he does. You look at his um, highlights and I tell you, if he can do that in the AFL field, man, well, they're going to be saying Ben Cousins who? Yeah. Uh, yeah, Chris Judd too. Uh, I think you know. I think he's got I, his head. I think he's more Chris Judd to me. He's, he's got his head on his shoulder. I've line. seen to Jed Glut. But Glutt. I mean, I mean stature. Yeah, like you know, I mean, he's got a good head on his shoulders. Mm. He's had to deal with um, media, and I loved it when he turned around and said, "You know, I've had to deal with people that don't even <coughs> know me, say that I'm not. I don't want to go. Never spoken to them. Yeah. You know, had never spoken to him. And and to me, the film to come out and freaking say that. And he's just assuring me, and and we talked off air. Eagles are doing something here. In 2018, we had friends, flags, uh, friends, Fam- family, family flags, family. right? Now they're doing friends, right? Because he he's close to Chesser, um, he's close to Longy, he's close to Matt, uh, Ryan Marrick. Um, he knows those guys. So he's coming over. He's got mates that are going to be around him. Um, and it's not just him. It's other draftees as well. They're, they're putting him into little little circles. And, you know, Eagles, we only picked one WA product yeah. before um, the rookie draft today. But, you know, that's, that's saying something. I they're backing the culture in. Yeah. So Sam McClure, suck it, buddy. And, and, oh, I was just about to say, yeah. could I please put a message out to him? Special person out there, Sam McClure, shove that one fair up your bloody day. He's been getting it all day today. No, no, they're bluffing. Take him pick one. He's been getting it all day. You know, it's a joke. But, um, yeah, the funny thing too is, and I've mentioned before, the Vic Country Boys, our first two picks were Vic Country Boys. And I've always said, look at them. If you're 50-50 on a Vic Metro and a Vic Country, always go the country because a lot of times they've already been away from home. They've been in boarding schools. We've talked about this a lot on the podcast. Yeah. And our first two picks, and the great thing is you said friends. Well, it's going to be confusing because Reed and Reed, they're both Vic Country boys, so they both paid for obviously Vic Countries. And they so know they're each teammates. Other. They know yeah. each other and well. Gippsland. good friends. Yep. Yeah, so. Well, look, you know, that is what we got. We tried to uh, trade back in and get uh, Curtin at uh, pick six. Um, Eagles just only gave up the – they weren't prepared to give pick 23. They only just gave up the future first. So, And that, that was always going to hold against them when the other clubs wanted to stay in the first round. So we missed out on a Collard and we missed out on um, Ashton Moyer, which, you know, they went two picks before us, you know, um, unfortunately. Yeah, to be honest, this is where I swung in the draft. I, I, it hurt not getting Curtin. Yeah, uh, I wouldn't have given pick three in a future first because you're paying more to give them a better pick effectively because basically it was pick eight, wasn't it, by the time it got there? It was pick eight, I believe. I think Melbourne had pick seven mm. after Jed Walter bid. So we would effectively almost have to play finals for them to like not get a better pick. Yeah. So I was gobsmacked they didn't take that. And then I honestly don't know what GWS is 
was doing because the pick they are, uh, the trade they did with um, Crows was a real funny one. So these picks changed over the nights because of the academies. But it was like pick eight, they swapped with pick 11. Then they had already had pick 17, which went down to pick 15. And they gave, Adelaide gave a future second. So they walked away with that realistically with a future second where they could have had effectively, hypothetically, out a pick one. Well, that, um, the reason they did it because they got leak. Yeah, but the problem is leak was with their second pick, which <coughs> they already had. That's my point. And they picked Phoenix Goffard, who was rated pick 50. So I don't know why <coughs> they're so keen to keep that pick when they already had the second one and they picked Leak with the second one and Gofford came from nowhere. He was the biggest bolter of the night. He's the one you said that um, earlier that he didn't yeah. expect to get picked and he came as a mate. He, that was the player. So to me, I'm gobsmacked why they didn't do the trade with us. Like, I really... Yeah, yeah, uh, well, First blow of the night to me. Like, at the end of the day, it, it didn't happen, So, um, but it would have been great. We, we ended up with pick 30 um, and... The player was Archer Reed. He's a 203-centimetre, 94-kilogram Ford Ruck uh, from the Gippsland Power. Um, his brother plays, he's Zach, he plays for Essendon. He's a bit taller. Um, but this guy can run and he, I don't know if you've had a look at his highlights yeah, and stuff. He's got a really good hands. Yeah. He's such a good mark um, and he positions himself well. He can pinch it in the Ruck. So Callum Toomey had him at pick 21 in the draft. In his mock draft, and I think ESPN had him at pick 15. So, you know, some of these players slide up and, bo- and some rise up. But for us, he's probably there to take over from Jack Darling. Mm-hmm. And it just adds to our forward stocks. We've got Jack Williams, Marrick and Waterman there with Oscar. So, you know, they're feeling a need there. And, um, yeah, I was, I was surprised, but I'm glad. He, he looked a young he looked like a young Paul Salmon to me in in the highlights. Yeah, unbelievable. Very much that. so. Who, who's Paul Salmon? As we all know, started as Legend. a as a as yep. a forward um, for Essendon, and and he really didn't go into the ruck till he went into the second phase of his career at Hawthorne. Went over to Hawthorne. Yep. So he reminds me of so much in watching his athleticism. He's a great mark, and he's extremely skillful for a big man. My, Ooh, yeah. Like Dean Cox was Dean Cox had great skill as you all know Cox my number my man from all time but he had he's got great skill set and as you, as you said was he's got very strong mark and you know like Oscar can come out to centre half forward in the time and they, him and him and Archer when he starts playing can rotate in that area it as puts, you say Jack Jack's Jack's only got a few more years left it puts pressure on Jack Williams as well. Definitely. Jack Williams is 201, 202 centimetres. Mm. Now we've got him 203 centimetres. Every club's trying to get those tall, really yeah. tall 200-plus forwards yeah. to stretch the back lines and stuff like that. So it's a good pick there. And he's, he's not probably going to play too much next year. Mm. But, um, you know, he's there. Yeah, very good point. This, this is These bigger players, they take a bit more time. They're not going to yeah. come in and have an immediate impact. When I first saw him and um, before he was picked, you know, you're looking at the players we – we're going to a chance to pick basically, and for me, as soon as I saw two hundred and three centimeters, I was like, "Oh no, I don't want to ruck," mm. because we got Barnett developing, we've got Flynn in, Bailey Williams, you know, you got Jamison, and we're going to pick Limson. But then when you see, it's like, no, he's a forward. Yeah. That because he's so tall, we'll pinch it, and he's forward craft. As Wayne touched, I don't need to go in. It was it was great. So to me, I was like, "Oh great, we've got this." Key position player, like it is actually what we need now because we've picked we've picked so many midfielders. So to me, I was actually really happy with this pick, um, being a forward. You know, um, 
So yeah, just but just reiterate, he's not going to be a Dacos or Ashcroft or let's hope a Reed that comes in for that immediate impact. Yep. He'll take two, three weeks years and um you said Jack Williams pressure on him. There's a lot of pressure on Bailey Williams now. Because Ooh, yeah. he's supposed to be the forward pinch hitting ruck. If you've got him there and you've got Barnett developing and Flint to be the actual main ruck, then his position is now you mentioned Jack Williams, uh and now we've got young uh Reed. They're gonna be hundred percent competing for Bailey's spot now if Flynn's our main well, that's good for the club. Could you, oh, look, you could you say in the future they maybe they're looking for trade picks down the track? Oh uh, well, there's no certainty that. So they weren't certain Bailey Williams was going to stay beyond this year. Mm. So maybe that's what they look forecasting ahead. Yeah. So that, yeah, you know, the we always do these things for a reason. We're not in in a sanctum, so we don't exactly know everything. You hear little bits coming out and hear little bits there, but you just said it then. And I I just think pressure on spots. Makes clubs better. Definitely. Oh, definitely. Right. Needed. And in the last few years, we haven't had that. Uh, let's move on to Clay Hoare. He was picked 38, 189 centimetres, uh, 88 kilogram midfielder. His dad played two games for the Eagles and then 74 or 72 for the Cats. Derek Hoare uh, from Harvey Brunswick. He Same team as um, Brady Hoff. Um, played under Peel. And the Eagles traded up to get him because I think they knew other clubs were going to jump in and get him. Yeah. Uh, I think so, Cats were strongly into him and they might have had a pick. Yeah, so uh, we jumped in front and, you know, everyone's, like we said before, everyone likes to think they're a recruiter. We've had a 50, 75% success rate with our tips over the last three or four years. This year we had 50 because out of the six we got three. So he was one of them that we picked we picked him at this pick as well. Yeah, so, you and I both did. Yeah, so, um, so we got Reed, uh, Clay Hoare and Livingston as a cat B. Um, Just so, quickly, I, it was to me that was a solid pick. Yeah, Nothing very, fancy very about it. You and I have said that's our third pick would pick him. Obviously, still in the second round. And I, I loved it. That was another little bit of a highlight. And um, Reed actually, uh, when he got drafted, did you see that on Instagram? I'm not on Instagram, but I've seen screenshots of yeah, it. Yeah, love he, he shared it and he was like, yes, you know, long, you know, extended yeah, word. Yes, and he was so Hawley. happy when Clay Hall got picked. Yeah, he yeah. was watching who we're picking the comp. And probably thought, as I said, they played on each other. Probably like, thought, geez, thank Christ we got him because he's not going to be tagged. Yeah, that's it, yeah. And, you know, these little things you don't think of at the time, but when they interview on the radio... So he was on Gossich and um, Cummings. They've been doing really great with all the um, up-and-coming draftees, right? Mm. And little things, Clay Hoy goes, so, you know, who, who, who do you hang around? Um, who do you mould yourself? Straight away, Jimby, oh, we go surfing all the time. We're good mates. I've been learning off him. He's been teaching me little things. Those little things straight away. You start giving you little things until after the draft. You go, oh. Is that one reason? Is that a reason why they go and have a look at him? There's another mate, you see. Yeah. Speaking of you know what I mean? things, Longy and Chesser need to pick Reed up, have Snorkel set in the boot because it's going to kill him when he first gets uh, that these, hot. All these kids take him straight down to the beach, Omo <laughs> Wreck or something nice, and just take him snorkeling so he, he can say, yes, it's bloody hot, but it's his tropical beaches. Because their sand's not even... White in Melbourne, you know yeah. what I mean? I think he's going to not even get through the airport. He's going to get picked up off the tarmac yeah. because the media 
crew are already down there waiting. Oh, yeah. And they said to a few of the Victorian boys today, don't come on the Friday because if you want a bit of coverage, you're not going to get it because yeah. Harley Reid's going to get it all. Yeah. <laughs> not to sound I, sexist, I, but I hope the girls line up when yeah. he gets here too, you know. <laughs> You've got some fresh meat out there, girls. Do your best oh, work. Geez. Lock this boy into WA. Yeah, lock him in. Lock him yeah. in. Lock your daughters up. Do your best out there, please. But don't be an influencer. <laughs> Oh. Yeah. We don't want them going over to Melbourne like Twiggy. Oh. <laughs> I, I, tell, I think the great thing about Clay Hall, he's a lefty. I love lefties. And his work coming, he reminds me a lot of a young Daniel Rich and also a bit of a young Matty Prittis too coming out of that middle of the ground. you got these guys who and – and I hope they're playing him as in, inside mid. I hope we're not going to do a Greg Clark and you know throw him on the wing or throw him somewhere else. You know, it's, it's got pressure now on Sheed because – You've got a guy coming in who's a left left footer who's probably got more speed. He's going to have in two years' time. He's going to have more endurance. And maybe he's a guy who's going to take over from Sheed, and Sheed's maybe going to go to the wing where he can be yeah a bit more fluent. Maybe even half forward, you know, because he's a good kick on goal. Yes, oh, yes, so. Obviously, we know. He's well, good they're, kick on they're probably looking at Yoey as an inside mid, saying we need another bull. Oh, and this guy's a bull, so... I might have um, changed now and uh, swapped onto Wayne's opinion and I think, depending on how his body holds up, mate, I probably agree with Wayne now where I think Yo should play at half-back because yeah, we need to develop Jimby, yeah. Reed, and Hewitt one. now and then you chuck in Clay and we'll get to Johns later. We've got this young core, even True, yeah. still got accepted, you know, he's still on our list. So they now need to play in the midfield more. Yo could still go in there for stints. Yeah, he, she could still yeah, go yeah. in there for stints. But I think you've got to look at them now at different positions to bleed these this next generation of players. For me, Yoey can be that guy like the Sards of Carlton, um, the free running guys who, yeah, yeah. who don't have to play uh, uh, half back and just go because yeah. he's got the skills. And he's, he can kick fifty meters still. Well, so if we're serious about a re- Austra- he's an all Australian half back. People yeah. forget that he's two time all Australian. The first one was playing in the back line. If we're serious about a rebuild, we've got to push this midfield, let them play together. Definitely. And, you know, we're going to get some losses. We're going to have a young team, so we're going to get some losses, so I expect that. But, you know, the more they play together, the quicker the rebuild. Um, 49, uh, out of nowhere, and this is exactly like last year with Longy, uh, we pick a guy called Harvey Johnston. Um, he's a 183-centimetre, 79-kilo midfielder. He can play forward. Um he, he averaged about 29 disposals playing at Coates League. No, it was 17 disposals, but his most was 29 six clearances. He uh, played a couple of uh, VFL games for Sandringham Zebras. Um, and I've had to speak to a couple of people in Victoria and they're connected to the Eagles. Well, they used to be list manager and shit like that. They rave about this guy. Mm. Um, they said, you guys got another longer here, uh, Diamond in the Rough. So he probably won't play as much footy because he's more a midfielder than a forward but and he's smaller but he's there as an option and he's got pace to burn. So it um, rounded out. It was all a surprise to us but so was Longy last year. Yeah, I, I mean, again, watched his highlights and his highlights because none of us had heard much of him. No. Nah. And, yeah. um, you know, his highlights, you look at his highlight package, again, great skill set. Is strong, you know. He's averaging nearly four tackles a game, which is some guys don't get four tackles in their whole bloody year. Let he's a vice the vice captain of Sandringham yeah. Dragons, so he's got and, leadership and qualities. Think, if I remember rightly, he also played a couple of league games. Yeah, that was for the Zebras at the end of the season. He made, yeah. I think he made about two or three league games. Yeah, in there. two, two that, for the Zebras. That, that's something we always talk about. The Vic kids normally don't play VFL, so you've got to be at an elite yeah. level at that yeah. age to get in there. It's not like the waffle system where a lot of these kids are actually playing in the yeah. waffle system. Um, yeah, they've got to earn their spot yeah. in the VFL. Yeah. It's, it's not a given. 
Yeah. Even I, I remember reading about when they played Harley and uh, Carlton games. They, yeah. they all said he's got to fit into our system. To play, we're not just going to play him because everyone wants to have a look at him. Yeah, exactly. Got, we're not going to forsake a game. Oh, mate, Harley. VFL's still Harley, a, you make him yeah, fit yeah. the system. VFL is still a competitive competition, you know. So they, they want to win games. So yeah. they're not going to play kids if they're not ready. And I think that's what makes it Off the subject, that's where our bloody resi should be. Oh, mate, I can't wait for And it's going to happen. And see, because it'll be a new competition, because it would be a reserve one, I don't think you'll have VFL or Waffle teams in there because you'd already have the 18. I think it'll be new TV rights as well. So to me, I think the AFL is rubbing their hands together. Can't wait for a resi competition, like a genuine seconds. And let's hope you can uh, drop Bruce to that, you know. No, there's no. Play seconds from now on. That, that could be on hold for a while yet. I've heard some stuff, but I'll let tell you off air. It could be for the next show. Uh, I just want to get confirmation, but that could be on hold for quite a while now because mm. uh, of the waffle and the SANFL coming back with different things and stuff. But if it does, it works in our favour. Um, we went to the rookie draft today. To me, what you know, the rookie draft takes 20 minutes. Add it on to the second night. You know, I just don't understand it. Um, the preseason beforehand, you only had three picks. I think Widengard got picked up by Hawthorne again. Riley Bonner was probably the only guy that went to a different team. Sam Day went back to Gold Coast. And um, Riley Bonner went to Port Adelaide. Mm. So um, that was a preseason one. So they, why not just whack it on the end of the the second night, you know. Um, but we had one pick in the rookie draft and that was Locke Rawlinson from South Australia, from Sturt, uh, 178 centimetre small forward and he averaged like 18 disposals a game for a forward at under 18 levels for Sturt. So for a small forward to yeah. average 18 disposals, he kicked basically a goal a game um, and, yeah, he played pretty good with South Australia in their um, – under-18s thing. So he's another guy out of the blue, but uh, Dwayne Messi probably had a big say in that because he's South Australian based. So you got to back these guys. He's got his rookie um, spot. So we, we just sit back and have a look and see how it goes, huh? Yeah. Yeah, he's um, – yeah, don't know a lot about him. Yeah, well, I yeah. yeah only I haven't even had a look – I haven't yeah. even had a chance to um, have a look yeah. at his highlights yet, but um, – If he comes from Sturt, Sturt run a very good program. Mm. Yeah. They have a very, actually, Sturt run a very good program in a lot of areas of sport over there. Yeah. They're very big in junior basketball. They always have teams in the national under-14s yep. competitions, both boys, and they're always at the top because their whole sporting club is based around It's that massive. Area. It's a big yeah. area. It's a massive their, area. Their netball no. is very big over there yeah. and the football, they, they run a, their own special yeah. little academy in that area. So it, they've already, they're very strong, it's a very strong community there. Not a big fan of the light blue Guernseys they sometimes wear, no. but the actual <laughs> club's brilliant. Yeah. Um, a lot of this, it's hard to say because I'm a, you know, born and bred WA kid, but... I think the Sample's a better run competition, to be honest, than the Waffle. Uh, it's definitely. I is. think it's way more pressure. And I, want to, I, I do. And it's hard to say that. But look at the rivalry between the Port and um, Crows' seconds team. You know, I think Crows is a different name. But the passion, even at that level, they have, you know, Pill plays West Coast Eagle team. They don't care. Like, the West Coast Eagle teams just give you. Three points. Yeah. Did we win a game? We won one, didn't we? This no, year. we drew. We drew one. But I mean, this year too. I'm not going to say because I don't think we will be a strong side this year because we're so young. You know, I've been so excited, but I think 
touch wood, we got no injury, so at least we'll be able to field an actual side this time. So see a lot of these kids like Johnson and this Adelaide boy, so it'll be good to see. Uh, Jordan Baker got uh, promoted from a Cat B rookie to a uh, rookie spot, um, so that was surprising. But we had to move him because you only can get two Cat Bs a year. And so we've gone and added Cohen Livingston from the Perth Footy Club another onto good, it. Another good Perth boy. And, yeah, and this kid won the Jack Clark medal, right? Yeah. So the Jack Clark medal for the Colts is your best player in the Colts League. Over the last 14 years, only two other players have been drafted. So it was a bit of a um, sort of like a chalice, you know what I mean? A wooden chalice, whatever you yeah. want to call it, where, you know, you get good, but you don't get drafted. So he's getting his spot. He's going to be long-term, um, you know, what do you call it? Project. Development. You know, he's 200 centimetres as well. Foot, but he was predominantly a ruck at the start of the year. They turned him into a forward ruck because oh, really? they said – they want to see him more as a forward ruck. So this is a surprising. Archer Reed, Jack Williams, and now Livingston forwards or two hundred centimeters plus. Yeah. So it's going to be interesting. The sad, the sad part was that Grand Final. He he got injured for the Colts Grand Final. Yeah, the, the week before. The week before. So it would have been great. He couldn't to see breathe. Him. He had a punctured lung. Yes. So it would have been great to see him. Yeah. In, the, in the Colts Grand Final, uh, you know, would have made the demons. You know, they only lost. You know, by I reckon. I reckon because he, he wasn't there is a reason he didn't get picked oh, yeah, in the draft, yeah, was, and that's what worked for us. That's what I mean. It, it, this, it's the old sliding doors thing you have. You know, there's yeah. that sliding doors that yeah, people yeah. talk about, like that movie. You know, you, the door slides, and like on that day, Zokoleski, someone like him, stood up and was won the BOG and the ruck. And I, if Livingston's there, there's no way he would have won the BOG as a ruck in that game. Nah, I tell you what, Jamison's in trouble now. He's really like what is it four fifth year? Mm. He's really got to produce something. Oh yeah, because definitely we we're starting to get a good chunk of ruckman. Like we really do these forward pinch hitters, mm. um, you know, because he's behind Bailey Williams, he's behind Flynn. You got Barnett and now Livingston developing. Young Reed's a pitch hit, pitch hitting forward, and you said earlier Jack Williams does that role sometimes too. Well, Jamison, you know, it's that stage where he's got to actually step up. I yeah, I'd personally love to see Jamison play in the back line, and the reason I say that somebody no he he's is, done it before the, the, Geelong, under COVID. the Geelong boy with the the twin the brother the twin brother plays down there uh, de, not uh, his, de, um, de yeah he reminds me a lot of he could be another de Koning. yeah because he's tall he's athletic he's he's putting on weight you well, know, he's he's not a ruckman we know yeah, that no. He, so he he knows how to compete they, when the ball's on the ground. They've got to find a spot for him. If he he's got a year left in his contract, mm. they've got to find a spot for him. So there's a lot of pressure on some of these guys who in the last year. There's about 13 players that he got a year left on the contract. So it's going to be interesting. Yeah. Um. But I don't think there's going to be a big turnover at the end of the next year. Uh, probably four players. So um, um. It's funny though. His first game debuting for the Eagles. Uh, he played fullback because it was the oh, that's it, right. it was the COVID year, yeah. and I remember he had goals kicked over. But the club, like the players, kept going patting him back. It's all right, mate, because yeah. he never played there before. The first game at fullback, and it's like in the AFL. That was incredible. So he has had a taste of it. Mm. So yeah, I'd love to see that because yeah. it's a and great comparison with Deconi because he's that big, agile, tall player. Yeah, like, put a bit of, put and a few I was on him and he's I was told Waterman I thought might play back. He will not be playing back next year. It's purely as a forward. So, um, look, that's why we got in uh, the draft. Is you know we take it as it is and hope for the best. Um, 
We've had a few other additions to the club, but off field. So the Eagles are doing something. You know, people have been saying that we need to do something. We've got a new football department uh, structure in our strength and conditioning with Dr Matthew Innes. Um, you know, so he's heading it up and joining him is Paul Turk, who was at the Collingwood Football Club. So, and from all reports, they've changed things right around and the guys are loving it. Mm. And they, you know, they're not they're not doing the two-kilometre time trial. They're doing a no. long-distance beep test. Um yeah. And stuff like that. They're changing it up. and But what the um, feedback was, they had to temper the boys because they're saying, you've gone too hard. you got to burn, slow burn into it. You don't go too fast straight away. Mm. So, you know, that's it comes down to excitement with the club. So, And Trevor Nisbet finishes oh. on January the 15th. Uh, he was in the rooms for the draft, so it was probably his last major um, thing doing with the club because I think he goes on holidays. And on January the 15th, Mr Don Pike uh, comes in. You can't – we all tipped – we all thought we needed a change in that area. But yep. I'll tell you what, you, you take your hat off to Nezzy because oh, okay. our club is only where we are because of him. Because, you know, look, people said he should have got the sack over the Cousins issue, but, you know, you can't – he, that, that, I don't blame him or anyone else totally. I blame the players on that. Oh, 100%. That area. But, you know, he's got us to a club, you know, where we're – to me, he's he's the second best CEO in the whole competition and has been the last 20 years behind Brian Cook. And, yeah, and he was and, and, the predecessor. And, and I tell you what, he's only faintly behind Cookie. Yeah, yeah. so – you know, Cookie's probably done. come better because he's gone to three different clubs yeah. and done it. You know it's what I mean? It's amazing what yeah. Nisbet's done over such a long period of time. Oh. We are such a powerful club. Mm. To be so bad on field mm. but see, be so strong still, off field is amazing because we are. We don't like, have well, we know change. We've we got player of, members. We still get like, what, 30,000, 40,000 every game. 40, like. We average 40-odd thousand a game yeah. and we don't lose a lot of players. I fell over backwards when Cornsy interviewed Don Pike. And he goes, I've been really critical of your club, but he goes, one thing I can't be critical of your club is the support you guys get. Yeah, he's actually said that a couple of times. And he goes, to have 103,000 members and you're finishing stone motherless last and you're copping abuse from me, the media and everything, um, the only way – well, there's only one way and that's up, but, Mm. you know, you got to credit on that. And I think Don Pike's – because of his football knowledge – it's going to be great. It's probably going to be good for Adam Simpson because he, he well knows yeah. what it's like to be a coach. He knows the pressures. But on saying that, it could be Simpson's going to have – he's got a fucking hard year. He's ahead. going to challenge it. Oh, yeah. And this is what my next topic is. He's going to challenge all the coaches, Don yeah. Pye. Just, is, just quickly before we get off the draft, hmm. just as a wrap because we're – Oh, I want to talk now. about Pike yet. Yeah, Finish, but, but I mean the actual draft because we're moving away yeah, from quick. the draft. Even though we finished last, I think last year's was a better draft. We got pick Jimby, uh, Hewitt, uh, Barnett and Burgill all below pick 30. We only, we only had one pick in the top 30 this year, you know what I mean? So I think last year's was stronger. But I think overall, I think we did really well with what we had. I really do. I think we did. It's a good draft. Might not be as good as the next one. Still haven't seen Burgill too. Um but yeah, that's my thoughts on the yeah. draft. And too, I think too, we also picked, did well in the trading, picking up Matt Flynn and Tyler Tyler Brockman. They're just going to add to us. 
Yeah, yeah, so I agree. And uh, it's funny because we lost Rioli. Now we've got a replacement with him with Brockman. Uh, we missed out on Collard. But then when you think the small forward role he was going to play, Brockman fits into that. And there's so much of an unknown next year. Because mm. we could have a rise just by having a fitter list. Mm. Realistically. Because uh, before this I was so bored. I actually was where I watched the first half <laughs> of the Western Bulldogs game. There was so much potential in the game. We, that's one of the games we won. Our second half of the season, we started to get a few players back because even Gov played a bit towards there, and he just throws his body into it. He hurt himself again because he does. He throws his body into it, and that's why the blood, he's bloody injured all the time. He's such a beaten-up body, you know what I mean? Yeah. But it's just Yo was there, and he did some great things. Kelly just dominated the whole year. Like mm. he, he was always there. But if we just got to fit a list, development will come from that. I think I've got to try and get someone in here that's tech savvy and take the audio out. I forgot to take the audio of the <laughs> Eagles song, so I put the headphones back on, so hopefully they don't hear it. Um, look, we've got Dwayne Massey as his first year as a head recruiter, uh, taking over from uh, Rowan Bryan, O'Brien, who's purely the list manager. So credit, credit to him. He had a tough year to do it, um, and he's got a good team behind him. So Guys out there, don't go up your heads and say the recruiter's got it wrong because they know more than us. Um, quickly before we finish up today, because it's a long show, Simo's got a baptism of fire the first five weeks. Port Adelaide away, Giants here, Bulldogs away, Swans away, and then we've got Tigers here with Freo. At least Swans is in Adelaide. Yeah. It's up at Mount Barker there. Mm-hmm. So, you know, hopefully, you know, he's got a – he might pull strings out, you know. You never know. Yeah. But it's that's a hard start. So to, to be realistic, from where we are, we only need to win one or two of those, and that's almost improvement. But the funny thing about that hard five game start is GWS here. Well, that's a win we got last year. Western yep. Bulldogs away. Well, that's a win we got last year. So it is doable. Um, but that is, as you said, that is a very hard yeah. beginning. And I think I'm a big Simo fan, but he's gone in this year already fired mm. to me. Like, he hasn't got another contract. Like, this is his last year, unless he proves the team's on the right track. See, I, I, Do you know what I mean? So, to me, it's not like – he's basically got to earn his job this year. I know it sounds ridiculous because he's been there for so long. But, yeah, I just feel that's where, where the club's at right now. So, if he wins one or two of those, it's like, well, let's see how we go after that, you know. But we need to win several games this year. Yeah, I, I'm going to give Sido seven weeks. Yep. If things haven't changed in seven weeks – like gain and improvement and efforts, yep. I don't see him being there. That's my opinion. I think they'll, they'll hand it over to Schofield oh, yeah. and as an interim coach and then they'll they'll appoint a new coach next year. And to me, that's fair. We have to say, as I said, oh, this has come from a Simo fan. Mm. Like, even if he does fight, he, he's still one of the greatest coaches we've had for mm. what he's actually done, you know. But, yeah, as I said... It, it, I don't want to use dead man walking term because he's got the job. But, yeah, I reckon seven weeks is long enough, Paul, to see if there is an improvement. You know, if we get two, three wins out of those seven oh, games, that's to me that's acceptable. Yeah. Even two, as long as we're competitive in the others. Yeah. No more 100-point losses. When two, until two years ago, I had the bit best win-loss record for our coach at the Eagles yeah. Yeah. by a long shot. So, it's you know, he's brought back in now but because of the last two years. But, look. Yeah, let's see how it goes. Um, question quick before we finish up. Will Harley Reid play round one? Definitely, yes. Oh, yes. Even if he's not deserving of it, and he is deserving of it, he's a marquee player. He yep. will sell memberships. He'll be their number yep, one. Definitely. And I think the number nine will be sold out by the end of 
next week if you haven't gone there <laughs> and got a number already, nine now. It already hasn't. That doesn't mean after Cousins and, and, and Nick that I think they've always had trouble with stock of number nine. Well, hopefully you've uh, enjoyed our coverage of a recap of the draft. Um, it is what it is. Um, we'll probably have another – we'll probably do another podcast just before, you know, maybe pre-season just after Christmas. I don't know. Um but, you know, we're coming back next year. We're going to be bigger and better. There's a few things in the pipeline that um, I'll just leave them to later on and because I'm pretty excited what's going to happen in 2024. Um, and we are looking for some sponsors. So if you want to get in there, uh, give us a bell. Um, go, on, go to Linktree. All our socials are there and all our episodes download from there. And, boys, again... Thanks again for joining no us. Good to see you. New year, I might even start uh, reading the run sheets, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you change. Yeah. All right, until uh, next time, go Eagles. Go, go Eagles. Go, go boys. Cause now